This podcast contains explicit content. A hardly focused production. This podcast is hardly focused. And it gets significantly more vulgar. Knock, knock, who's there? Took a treat, sex. Part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Hey, you fired up? Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Hello, and welcome to the second part of the 600th episode of this podcast. Uh, Hardly focused, we are part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. You can find us on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube or at hardlyfocused.com. My name is Jack and uh, Mike Tarara joining me for this part of the show. Hello, Mike. Hello. And uh, the first part... Uh, it was myself and Ak, and it was only meant to be like maybe an hour podcast talking about the year 2006. And in typical hardly focused fashion, it ended up becoming its own podcast. <laughs> so that's why we have a part two happening right now. Uh, Three so, hours later. So in this episode, we are going to go to the year 2016. Wait. In the year 2016. We were just talking about before we started recording that we, we can't believe that it was seven years ago. It does not feel like it's been seven years. Uh, no, not even. No, it's it's weird how it definitely feels. Now, granted, there's COVID time in there, too. And I think that also makes it extra weird. Now, you, you mentioned that you didn't go in depth about it. So why is that? I, I feel like. COVID started at the beginning of 2020 and really didn't end until 2022. But there's this whole like 18 months, 24 months where like time just seems to not understand itself. Or we don't understand time in that. It, oh, it was, oh, well, I was, you know, I was doing stuff for a year and they're like, no, no, it was, it's three years. It's three years. And you're like, oh, it just feels weird. Yeah. Like telling me, you know, go, telling me in 2020, like, oh, let's just reach back and go 2016. Oh, I feel like I can understand that's four years ago. It feels like four years. But I feel like the four years plus this three years doesn't it doesn't seem like a seven year gap. Right. It feels different. 2020 for me, blurred, totally blurred. It just there that is a period of time that just doesn't exist. 2020 was just a blur. No, 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 no. Where <laughs> are you? It it really just didn't happen. Um, like Woo-hoo. April, like March, April, obviously was the worst part of the year for everybody. And then uh, I went through my own tribulations that year, and it just th- there's a whole block of time that I just don't remember. And I know, like we were doing this podcast and. That was, you know, we were only a few months into doing it. It was hardly focused. And I was in the midst of trying to find like the right footing and the flow for what this show was, was going to be. Um, so like, I remember that because it's all on record, but everything else just, it wasn't until the end of the year where I kind of snapped out of it. And then from 2021 onwards, 
you know, it just, it, it, it felt as normal as normal can be, but there's a whole year. It just doesn't exist. Pretty much. It just Snap doesn't out exist. of it. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. But you're right. I mean, if, if you look at the last seven years, three of them were just, it was a wrench in the moving wheel. It was just all messed up. Fucking weird. I mean, you got kids, you got young kids there. Yeah. They were, they were, one of them was pretty much brought into the world as it, the, the world was coming to a grinding halt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she literally, yeah. So it's, I mean, six, six months in, you're like, Hey, guess what? You can't leave the house forever. And, and Nick, I mean, Nick was only what three when uh, yeah. that was going down. So, I mean, depending on how much he can remember up to that point, but yeah, Matt, yeah. Uh, bear, I, he, I mean, he really doesn't remember much of anything. I don't know if he actually remembers not going to daycare for a couple months. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I still feel bad, man. The the people that used to live next door to me, the, their daughter graduated high school in 2020. Man, that's kind of suck. Like, Ak and I last night were talking yeah, about. They lost all like all the 2020 graduates. You're like, oh, let's go have homecoming. No, let's go have prom. Oh, let's go have graduate. Oh. Yeah, fun for them was just driving around, just, just laying down on their horns. Because mm -hmm. that's all you could do. In, in 2020, all you could do was set off fireworks and, uh, yeah, just, just so lay down on the horn. fireworks. God, that was so bad. That was so bad. And in Cooper, to fireworks, no, guys, at this point, we know it's fireworks. In Cooper, I, I've lucked out that I have the dog that doesn't freak out when fireworks are going off. Uh, but challenge accepted. But that, no, that year he was freaking out. It, it got <laughs> to the point where I, I could tell he's got uh, like a, which is ironic because like if a bird flies by outside, he loses his shit. But if there's explosions going off, he just kind of sits there with his hands folded. <laughs> War never changes. But you could tell his tolerance for fire crackers and fireworks up to that point. Freak was, out, man. I mean, the, the city of uh, Worcester. Remember, it's Worcester, not Worcester. That's right. They uh, set up a, a non-emergent police line specifically for fireworks <laughs> and you, uh, you call them you give the approximate address of what's going on and it, i mean they're not going to show up immediately but they will show up at some point i call i mean i, I called it twice and both times i called it you know it never happened again i can still go. hear it but the, like the, the ones that were happening like uh, across the street from me not like literally across the street if it was literally across the street i could just go across the street and say hey knock hey, the fuck off knock it off it was, yeah, two cut, streets over kind of thing. Yeah, cut cut the shit or I'll breathe on you. One of those. Um, so uh yeah, that that was the fun that was twenty twenty, but um But we're not talking about twenty twenty. We're not talking about twenty twenty. Actually, before we get to twenty sixteen, now Hack and I were talking about something that was that was current. So what better uh approach to take than talk about something that happened in nineteen seventy nine? Uh uh, shakedown 1979 i was gonna say uh, <laughs> a shakedown. sort of melancholy or infinite sadness <laughs> you see mike in the year 1979 cool kids did not have the time but on a live wire right up the street you and i could meet hey, sometimes it just happens like that man it works out uh in the year 1979 the film alien uh came out mm. and 
Go on. There's actually a, a series, a television series based on Alien that will be coming out, I think, next year. What? Um, well, it was putting that together. supposed to be next year, but with the strikes going on, who knows? Uh, it is by the same guy. His name is Noah Hawley, and he is the same guy who did Fargo on FX. Okay, so is FX picking it up again? Yep. And Fargo is should be like uh, among, if you look like uh, lists of the, the best television shows ever made, mm-hmm. Fargo should be up there. Okay. It's interesting we're talking about this. this it, should, it should be, but it's not. It's interesting we're talking about this jumps in years because the first two seasons of Fargo respectively take jumps place in, in years. <laughs> uh, no, the first uh, three seasons of Fargo respectively take place in uh, 2006 and then 1979. Two seasons. Yeah, third, I think, is 2010. They jump around. Uh, it's like an anthology series. But Fargo is fantastic. That I, I, it just means Alien's going to be fantastic. I'm saying it. I'm calling it now. I'll be shocked if Don't it's... Don't you fucking put the Jack Gill jinx on it. I'll be shocked if it's anything less than fantastic. All right. If it's anything less than fantastic, guys, I will be posting Jack's home address so you can go beat him with a baseball bat. <laughs> uh, there's a, a new Alien film in production, too, that Ridley Scott, thankfully, is not directing. Um, I didn't hate Covenant, but Ridley Scott is... Uh, man, he's like 100 years old. Let someone else... Let someone else take the the, the reins. Yeah, somebody with, that can appreciate it too. Like remember when James Cameron directed an alien film? How'd that turn out? Platinum, pure platinum. It was just about bug hunt in the in dry heat. <laughs> but okay, so you have you have small children. Um, Somewhat, yes. <laughs> uh, now, have either of them watched like a full blown alien? No, they've not watched Alien. <laughs> but have they watched like a full blown horror film yet? Uh, no, okay. uh, no, um, no, uh, the, the <laughs> no. Okay. My, uh, first horror film that I ever saw was, uh, I don't even know if it's right to call it a horror film, but fire in the sky, which is about an alien abduction. Uh, I feel, I feel like the closest they've gotten to a, uh, horror, horror film is gnome alone. Gnome alone. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so keep that. Keep that in mind. So. Okay. You don't even need to explain what it is. The title alone just sounds terrifying. There you go. <laughs> it does include Tara Strong as a voice actress. So Okay. Can't be can't be too bad. Our friend Tara Strong. There you go. Um so uh yeah, Alien, the film Alien comes out in nineteen seventy-nine. And back then it was a different time. Um because there obviously the internet didn't exist yet, so there weren't like early reactions there weren't there was no like easy access to watch movie trailers even the movie trailers that existed back then they were very good i think alien especially had like one of the most like prolific movie trailers ever because it didn't really give anything away didn't really Which tell us about how it's supposed to be but the uh marketing i think kenner you know kenner was was known for their uh, action figures, their their play sets. They made them based on Alien. I have one of them, one of the one of the Kenner figures. And you're marketing that stuff towards kids, but it was not a film intended for kids. <laughs> so why is my five year old not supposed to go to Deadpool? <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it. And that's still that's still something that I mean we can we can talk about that once we we dive into the uh, 2016 stuff. But yeah. 
films that are very obviously not intended for children. Uh, and then people are bringing their kids to them anyway. There's one that recently came out, right? Where people were doing that. Like, like Barbie. Well, Barbie is not the one I'm thinking of, but I mean, I saw a lot of kids at Barbie and I guarantee you those kids were just confused as all hell. Cause it was not a kid's film. It's, it's geared towards adults, uh, m- millennial adults who are going through quarter life crises and like, you know, really feeling existential. And if you're a child and you're watching Barbie, you're just gonna be like, what the fuck is going on? This isn't funny. I don't get any of this. I thought I was just going to watch uh, uh, genitalialist dolls play with each other for two hours. I, I want, I want Clearly my, that happened. <laughs> I, want, I want the money I didn't spend back. I want my parents' money back. So anyway, here's a news uh, a clip from 1979. So I was on Reddit earlier uh, where uh, parents' families being interviewed at a movie theater after a screening of alien uh, it's in texas by the way because you'll hear the accents oh god okay here we go it's got a nice little film strip countdown at the beginning sunday the ridgely theater in fort worth had the biggest day in its entire history it sold more than the godfather close encounters of the third kind superman and love story but the biggest surprise to theater employees is the number of parents bringing young children to see alien did you know that this was an R-rated movie when you brought him? Yes, we did. Are you sorry you brought him? Yes, <laughs> Are you glad you saw it? Yeah. Are you sorry, sir, that you brought your son along to see Alien? <laughs> no, ma'am, I think you should have seen it. It's something that he needs to know that things could like that could happen in life. That could be a true story. Based on you know, science, of science, we, we never know what's going on on the outside of the world. <laughs> Island's a rail, man. Oh, that rail, that coming for us. Wow, I mean, that's what they I mean. That's the government's hiding from us, anyway. Is is that so? Junior needs to know. He needs to be ready. He needs to know that the corporations that are depicted in Aliens and Alien are accurate. <laughs> well, and Utani. <laughs> and in the first film, it's uh, Waylon. There's no D. They added the D ah. in uh, Aliens. Um, the uh, th- there was a it was a period of time. It was nineteen starting 1977, where alien themed films are all the rage. Starting with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you had Alien, and then ET. Those are some of the biggest films ever made. I mean, in an '86, you had Aliens. But um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like this mustachioed gentleman. He he's just telling it like it is, man. He just wants his uh, he he just wants his kid to know aliens exist. It and, can happen. And that child's name was Tom DeLong. <laughs> okay, here's uh, more of this. No, ma'am, I think you should have seen it. It's something that he needs to know that things could like that could happen in life. That could be a true story based on, you know, science or science. We, we never know what's going on on the outside of the world. Never Did the movie scare you at all? Yes, ma'am, it did. 
exactly. We take him to see a lot of horror pictures and things like that because we, we like horror movies, horror buffs, I guess. <laughs> Would you recommend to your little friends who are your age to go see it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. According to the National Association of Broadcasters Code, television cannot show you the more violent scenes from Alien. Several adults have walked out of the movie, but no parents with children have been seen leaving early. At $4 a ticket, perhaps they feel they have too $4. much invested. Or maybe moviegoers don't equate sci-fi fantasy with real violence. Or maybe, as psychologists keep telling us, we Americans are becoming more and more immune to excessive behavior. Bobby Wygant, the Texas News. I mean, she's not wrong there. Desensitization. Uh, I can speak. Yeah. Been doing this for over uh, 15 years. Um, I mean, yeah. honestly, I think just because uh, people need to see it, it is a documentary. My father saw Alien in the theater, and he loves telling me about. And that was like a rite of passage, you know, like my, my father and I like watch it the first time we watch Indiana Jones together. First time we watch Alien together. And he just always tells me just about the reaction in the theater during the chestburster scene. Because <laughs> like nothing like that had ever happened. And in- no, it's like it's like if you're watching a movie that has the first jump scare ever and you're just like you, you can't you're like, oh, I know there's gonna be a jump scare here because you're used to watching horror films. You know, it's like, what? Oh, my God, what's that? Uh, the marquee of the theater. I'm like, I wish they still did this. I really wish they still did this. There's a little like heading at the top that says a word of warning and an alien with the letters all spaced out. And then below presented in 70 millimeter Dolby. Ooh, 70 mil. I'd love to watch alien on 70 millimeter. The way I, I, nice. I feel like that's the way it was intended. I mean, like watching in 4K, okay, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of detail you can make out because the set design and the HR Geiger design, like all of that is, uh, you really got to see a detail on it. But at the same time, I want to see that in that film, you know, the, the, on a film strip, the, the grainy quality. That's what I want to see. Um, I just love the fact that, you know, he was talking about the chest burster. Yeah. And and if you ever watch like the behind the scenes of of you know what made that so good. Yeah. Is the fact that they didn't tell everybody what was happening and they didn't do it on account of three. Yes. It's like it's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen and you're gonna have to react to it. Okay. Ah! Ah! Yeah, when um Veronica Cartwright gets sprayed with blood that wasn't supposed to happen so her her reaction <laughs> yeah. is genuine and i think she, she actually slips and falls on her ass and that also was not supposed to happen what's the matter the food ain't that bad baby and yeah uh space balls a couple years yeah, later not again oh no <laughs> uh that man i what i really want to play uh is uh, again my gripe about it was it was just uh, too long. But the game Alien Isolation is so good. And it, it, it captures, it perfectly captures the aesthetic of the first movie. It's so good. And it's on, I mean, it's been given away for free. It's on, they, they, they ported it to mobile devices, Mike, so you can play it on your phone if you want. 
Can I play it on uh, a smartwatch? Can I play it on a Lego brick? Can I? Can we doom this thing? It's you know what that the, the amount of things it's been ported to. They should just do it. You know, like playing Doom on a microwave, uh, seeing if anything can run Crisis. Okay, yeah. Can my smartwatch run Alien Isolation? Because everything else apparently can run it flawlessly. It's a very good game, Mike. If you're, uh, if if ever you find time to indulge in something new. Oh, time's a bitch, isn't it? Oh, indeed. That's why I don't sleep. But uh, there you go. The the hot new craze sweeping the nation. The film Alien. <laughs> Weren't we talking about 2016, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, our tangents. Um. All right, before we break and then jump into the uh, the year of our Lord 2016, uh, I got to mention it. Close without going over. We lost a real one. You know, we used. Uh, what's the last bid? Uh, 98. I'll go 99. I'll go 99. And not a year higher. What a jerk. One dollar, Bob. One dollar. <laughs> We used to play this at the end of uh, every episode back when it was Talk Radio Meltdown for probably a straight year. We used to play this. Please remember, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. Did you know that was his last uh, episode hosting The Price is Right? That's what that clip is from. Oh. That's why he's saying goodbye, everyone. Although he would return at least once. I know he did as an April Fool's joke. He came out at the beginning of an episode and did the um, the come on down that that whole part. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. and then Drew came out. Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Let's get you back to bed, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, and, and I think Barker was already in his 90s at that point. Still sharp as a tack. Uh, but uh, Mike, are you are you one of the many people that thought he was already dead? Uh, like, was he Abe Vigoded? Um <laughs> I honestly, it didn't cross my mind whether he was or wasn't. Oh, well, I, I if you, I, I would have believed it already. Yes. Okay, I've listened to a couple of different uh, radio shows and podcasts, and saw things all all over the internet's. Where people were saying, well, Bob Barker, didn't he die years ago? And they're like, no, man. He, he was, he's up until like just a few days ago, alive and kicking. Because he was, despite his age, in relatively good health. I mean, I know he had a couple of health scares over the last few years, but the man was in his 90s. Like, what do you expect? Uh, but uh, he, he gave us the old Betty White treatment. By deciding <laughs> that uh, living, uh, living to be 100 just wasn't cool. And you know what? It, it, it That is officially now what it's going to be called. It's called doing the Betty White. <laughs> yeah, you got to Maybe you got to be like gender specific. You know, if you want to, you know, if, if you want to do it that way, if you want to do the masculine version, uh, pulling a Bob Barker. All right. Feminine version, pulling a Betty. There you go. But um, a Betty and a Bob. At least with Bob, though, they didn't have uh, a whole 100th birthday celebration planned and ready to go. Well, I think feel like Bob Barker kind of was like kind of pulled himself out of the limelight, you know, the last couple of years. And I mean, 
Betty White was there all the way to the, the bitter end, you know? Yeah. So Betty probably didn't I feel like even, that's the difference. Betty probably didn't even want to do that, that celebration. She probably she's like, fuck it, whatever. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to celebrate my 100th birthday. You know what? I'm just going to die. I'm just going to bed and I'm not, I'm just not going to wake up. Like, like fuck all y'all. <laughs> and, uh, and her last words were, don't you dare tear down my house. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us regroup. When we return, we will jump in the old DeLorean phone booth. And uh, we will talk about the year 2016 here on the 600th episode of our podcast, Hardly Focused. We'll be right back. Am I going to work there much longer? No, I'm not going to work there. Hardly Focused. I'm a driver. I'm a winner. Things are going to change. I can feel it. Hey, don't forget, Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all over the Information Superhighway. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to leave a nice review on your favorite podcast app. Thank you! Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. The Hardly Focused store is back, baby. We have t-shirts, and that's it. Right now, we are featuring the family-friendly tee. Perfect for PTA meetings. Comfortable and reasonably priced. Get your shirt today at hardlyfocused.com slash store. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast contains explicit content. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hey, hey, hey. 
hardly focused. I've been playing, for the first time ever, Yoshi's Island. <coughs> Despite baby Mario just being goddamn annoying and not cute in the least. That is a fantastic game. You are listening to Hardly Focused. It still really does trigger PTSD. Yeah, and you and I don't have kids either, so like we don't have to listen to the real... I was going to say, I, I hear the real thing, and I'm able to tune that out now. So you know what you do, Mike? It's simple. When you got your kid who's, who's crying and screaming, just throw eggs at it. <laughs> eggs that you've processed from random shy guys. Yeah. What, what do you think I've been doing? <laughs> Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. focused we are going to jump into the way back machine go back to uh, 2016 because we've already gone back to 1979 hey mr peabody where are we going next shut up you and we've gone to 1989 with this music bed which is a fine year in my opinion but now we will go to the year of our Lord 2016, and uh, I made a thing. So let's go. Here we go. Strap in. Make make sure the pudding cans are attached to the antenna with the chewed gum, and that your flux capacitor works. Here we go. for coffee and contemplation. Rebellions are built on hope. Hardly focused. It was a slight on my honor, so he deserved it. But we're talking about the most brilliant mind this world has ever seen. See, see, see. Uh, those were all things that happened in 2016 uh mostly music but uh also oh, for you mostly music there's some other stuff on this list there's also some hamilton sprinkled in there there was some uh, star wars if you need to do a full hamilton episode just ask sarah okay uh, <laughs> uh well l- let's get to hamilton in a second um because i know how you two are with <laughs> hamilton but uh do you gotta I'm mention for the ride man <laughs> I, I got I to mention this first, because uh, 2016, as we called it, the rolling list of holy shit, the great, oh my God, yeah. the great celebrity genocide of Ought 16. Holy shit, it just didn't stop in 2016. No, it was just non 
fucking stop every day. And it was names. It, it wasn't necessarily names that you were ready for either. It wasn't just everybody that's 90 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Some people who were in the news a lot for controversial things, uh, George Michael, uh, Prince, I feel like Prince was in the news a lot for like just various health issues culminating in his death. Fucking stubborn to fucking use modern medicine. But uh, Bowie, I mean, that was early in 2016. Uh, yeah, that, that kicked it off pretty early. But that was a shock because... I think because it was, it was, it wasn't necessarily a, a shock because it was, he kept things close to the vest. And so people weren't ready for that. Yeah. And uh, Black Star had only come out like two days prior. Well, I think that was the intention, right? Yeah. Like he's like, I need you to release this right before I die. Yeah, this, How do we know? <laughs> You'll know. I mean, the song's in there. I mean, uh, uh, Lazarus, I think the first lyric of Lazarus is like, look up at the sky. I'm in heaven now. Like he was, he was, the music was right there. He's well, I mean, telling he, people. I, he, he wrote that intent. Like that thing he's, he's, that's David Bowie. He's always ahead of the game. He's ahead of the curve. He's like, I'm going to write my, you know, my requiem and I'm going to know it's going to be, this is my last album and I'm going to write it because I'm dead. He had liver cancer. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's like, all right, how long do I have to live? 18 months. All right, let's get this album done in 16. Go. Wasn't sure if he had uh, liver cancer or pancreatic cancer. Usually, I mean, if you have pancreatic cancer, yeah, I mean, pan- oh my god, yeah. If you're, yeah, you got pancreatic cancer, you're fucked. That's a, a Joe the plumber just died. Um, uh, was his name Patrick Worzler Bacher or whatever? His nickname was Joe Patrick, the plumber. Were there were there originals? <laughs> but yeah, he had he had pancreatic cancer. I mean, you see that? That's just that's a death sentence. You don't come back from that. No. And you're like, do we really need a pancreas? I can function with a pancreas. No, it's cancer. You're dead. Fuck. I should get it right. Samuel J. Wurzelbacher, a.k.a. Joe the Plumber. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, Bowie... Like it's any different from Werther's Original. <laughs> if you eat Werther's Originals, you're automatically 70 years old. No matter how old you are. Mike, it doesn't matter if your 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 son, your six-year-old son, enjoys Werther's Originals. No, he's an old man. He tried one once. He goes, eh, I'm like, yeah, don't worry, buddy. You're not old enough. <laughs> you're not old enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bowie... George Michael, Prince, and this is not a complete list. Not by, that thing, not even by a long shot is this a complete list. Uh, so that's in the music world. Uh, in the sports world, uh, Arnold Palmer, uh, the lemonade iced tea man, who is also apparently a golfer. Right. Uh, yep. When uh, Wooter, Dave Wooten, when he used to do the show with us way back in the early days of this podcast, he would show up. We were here on the sports report. He would show up every week with a tall boy can of Arnold Palmer to get him through the, the old episode. Arizona iced tea, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I, I told you, Mike, I saw Dave uh, a couple oh, yeah. of weeks ago. Went to a, went to a con. Uh, not, we didn't go to a concert together. We ended up running into each other at a concert, and I just ended up just spending the whole show just hanging out with him, catching up. Hanging out down the street um muhammad ali passed away in 2016 that wasn't necessarily a surprise because he was in failing health from parkinson's for a while yep so it wasn't a it wasn't it may have been a surprise to put this it may have been a surprise but it wasn't a shock that's the difference i've never seen his was not a shock a lot of these names shock i remember seeing including uh, shaka khan (laughs) not really i don't think she was 
dead in 16. Is she Shaka Khan? No, she's still alive, isn't she? She's still around. Wait, is she, are we are we Abe Vigoding her again? Yeah, she's yeah, she's alive and well. Okay, all right. <laughs> we Abe Vigoding her. <laughs> it's like Larry King. The obituary is ready to go. Just someone keeps accidentally posting it. <laughs> um, yeah, Muhammad Ali. I remember watching something on um, like seeing like a news clip, and it was it was like a clip from maybe like the early two thousands, and he's like signing autographs for people. But the guy is just shaking uncontrollably because of the Parkinson's. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, I remember in the 96 Olympics when he was there to light the torch. And he he, like, he was like wet noodling like it was bad. And you're just like, that fucking blows. Yeah. I mean, at that point, just retire, just just retire from the spotlight. I think he had retired from the spotlight at that point, but they were like, we need to bring the greatest boxer of all time out. Let's just say no, man. It doesn't matter how much money. Like Muhammad Ali, did he? It wasn't I about don't... money. It was about the pride. It's about pride. Okay. I think about pride. I only think about the money. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, in the it's all about the Benjamins, baby. In the television world, Alan Thicke and uh, Florence Henderson, Mrs. Brady. Couple, couple of amazing parents right there. Alan Thicke, the night he died, uh, if I I can't remember if the show Fuller House, if they were releasing all the episodes at once or if they're doing them um, like on a weekly cadence. But I remember Kate and I had literally just finished an episode of Fuller House that had Alan Thicke in it. And like as the end credits are rolling, we get the news alert on our phone saying that Alan Thicke had died. Just the timing was just so uh, like impeccable, like uncanny. Uh, impeccable is probably not the right choice of words, but probably not. I mean, you know how I am with, with word choice or maybe it is. You don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, Alan Thicke, I believe it was the same. Not to be confused with Robin Thicke. That guy's still alive. Yes. Uh, I think it was the same deal as uh liam neeson's wife if you remember that the parent trap lady where she hit her head in a skiing and accident it was like a delayed aneurysm kind of thing or something like that like a delayed blood clot yeah i might be like totally off base about alan thick but i feel like it was the same deal where like he was playing hockey and uh like it, whoa, whoa, are you saying a canadian was playing hockey <laughs> i know uh unheard of right wow totally unusual. things they'll do these days uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I was correcting he was playing hockey. It was not uh, uh, delayed aneurysm. It was an aortic dissection. Oh, yeah. I, if, if you have the word aorta and anything bad happening to that, you're dead. Yeah, but that's something that, yeah, it's a, like, it's not super immediate, but like, you know, when it's happening, like you, you might have some time to. If you don't go to the hospital immediately kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, because he, he claps while he's playing hockey with his son, Carter, but as he was being wheeled out in the ambulance, he was like lucid. He was, it was cracking jokes and he, he died later in the day. Um, I, there was a video game journalist, uh, Mike Fahey, who I believe suffered from something similar and he, he had initially survived it, but it paralyzed him. Oof. So like, okay, do you, do you, do you, is it better to have survived? 
or do you just let it happen? Like, what's the trade-off? Spend the rest of your life paralyzed? Yeah. Or just go. But, uh, yeah, so Alan Thicke, Florence Henderson, that's in the television realm. And in the film realm, the list continues. Oh, God, these were big ones. Uh, Alan Rickman. By Grapthar's hammer, I will avenge you. Uh, Gene Wilder, who is not the father of Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. (laughs) But I can see it. Uh, Anton Yelchin, uh, we were sitting in uh, the studio getting ready to record a podcast. I remember that one. I think like the intro of the show was playing as the alert came through that he he had died in a freak accident. Yep. Uh, Star Trek uh, 3 was just weeks away from coming out and that ended up being one of his last big roles. He was also known for playing Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation. Uh, His Jeep rolled into him. Yep. It was a defect with the Jeep. Something that was a recall out for it. And it should have been in park and it wasn't in park. Pinned him up against the wall. Uh, and then this was the one-two punch at the end of 2016. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And then just a couple of days later, her mother, Debbie Reynolds. Yep. Our princess, I- our general, Carrie Fisher. Uh, I, I, this hasn't happened strangled strangled by her own bra right <laughs> did, the, did the obituary actually mention it i hope it did i believe it did okay i mean it was in her goddamn will yeah you better have um i just it, like we were talking earlier about like i watched fuller house I had an episode of alan thick and then the guy dies like literally as the, i finished the episode well i saw rogue one the night that she had her heart attack Ooh. on the plane and then uh next day she was gone Rogue One was in the theaters, man. It was just, they were, it was, uh, yeah, they were doing the big press for it. She, she's, you know, in it at the end. Yeah. If, you know, technically. technically. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had uh, the following year, The Last Jedi, which ended up being her final performance. We don't count Rise of Skywalker. We don't count that shit. That shouldn't exist. That spliced yeah. together footage. God. We were talking last night, uh, we were talking about in, in the first part of this episode about uh, South Park, the episode, uh, The Return of Chef. Yeah. When Isaac Hayes had already left the show, so they just uh, spliced together all of his dialogue from previous episodes and just how unnatural it sounded. Well, doing that with Carrie well, Fisher. Well, they did that on purpose to make it sound unnatural. They could have made it sound perfect. It was. <laughs> it, was. Yeah. it was a uh, a shot across the bow. I mean, I get that her passing screwed up what they wanted to do with Duel of Fates and it's what resulted in Trevor O leaving the project and Abrams coming back, but God damn. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe like if they'd waited a couple of years, I don't know, then COVID, but AI now, they probably could have done something better with having AI at their disposal. Well, I mean, if they want to, they could just George Lucas it and go back and re-edit it. They could and, and replace all of the... Um, uh, lightsabers with walkie-talkies and all the blasters with walkie-talkies. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of uh, Spielberg and E.T. <laughs> What's the... Uh, with, I with, get that reference. Yeah, but the Lucas edit with the, with the, the 97 version of episode four, didn't, didn't they make it very clear that Han didn't shoot first? 
Like they tried to they they tried to make it they they, they like definitive and it yes. we ju- we just don't talk about it. Han shot first. End of sentence. <laughs> you sure about that? I I will leave this podcast right now and drive down there and slap you across the face. <laughs> well, it'd be good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so you get that black eye. Three, t- three times in one year. <laughs> it was worth it. I got to see my friend Mike. Um, we'll talk about Rogue One in a bit. <clears throat> but that is uh, that is it for the uh, roll, as we called it, the rolling list of holy shit. Uh, those were... In the realm of pop culture, uh, going back to Hamilton. So I, so, so Sarah is the Hamilton fan. She is the ham fan. Okay. You're just, you said, I think I heard you say I, you're along for the ride. I'm along for the ride. I, I appreciate it, but I have not watched it on the daily. I don't have it on in the background while I'm working every day. So yes, there is a difference. Like her... Her Hamilton is my nine inch nails. Okay. That's, I mean, for me, that's, that would be the equivalent right there. Okay. Like if she's like, I need a hall pass for Lin Manuel, and I was like, I need a hall pass for Trent Reznor, we'd both agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was watching an episode of Sopranos. It's in the, the last season, Sopranos, and Lin Manuel shows up in like a very, very small role. It was before he was Lin Manuel. Mm. And now the, the man's an international superstar. I believe he might be getting close to a billion dollars. Like he is raking in the money. Is he at EGOT level yet? Not yet. He is. He's got a Tony. I think he missed out on his Oscar, um, which I think is egregious, but that's beside the point. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Do you think he could be an EGOT? Egot. He easily could be an Egot. Um, he's got an Emmy, he's got a Grammy, and he's got a Tony. Uh, so one, yeah, once he gets an Oscar, so he almost got that Oscar last time. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, he should have gotten it. So he, he, I mean, he's in demand for movies and movies like like musicals. So there's no no chance that he's not going to get it in the next five years. And if they don't, it's it's a fucking conspiracy. He's he's on his campaign for it now. Like he wants to make it his mission really now. Even, I I don't think he necessarily like needs it for validation, but I think he wants it just to say that I was able to, you know, come up from nothing, and I've got an Oscar. And it's it's a small list of individuals who are egots. Yeah, and you're you're up there with some like really high ranking names too. So, mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis, isn't she an EGOT? Wasn't she, didn't, did she uh, recently become an EGOT? Viola Davis is the, uh, yes. I believe she's the most recent EGOT. Okay. Um, EGOT completed in 2023 with, uh, a Grammy. Don't know what for, but yeah. Jen Hudson, Alan Menken, John Legend, Tim Rice, Andrew Weber. John Legend. Yeah. Marvin Hamlish. Uh, John Legend, uh, 
man, I love, uh, I love that cartoon about him. It was on PBS for like 20 years with his friend Buster <laughs> and the bully Binky Barnes. Um, so uh, Viola Davis, don't, don't forget she was in suicide squad. That suicide squad, which somehow won an Academy award. I mean, the, co- the costuming wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, there's there's some really, really shitty movies that end up getting something that's really good, and you're like, oh, they won an Oscar for that. But everything else is just kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Oscars, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in 2016 won an Oscar for The Revenant. There you go. Yeah, he finally fucked a bear, right? That was that was a really big deal. <laughs> I didn't fuck a bear. Sorry, the bear fucked you. <laughs> God, details, semantics. The first what step you'll do for an Oscar. Finally, the first step is admitting coming to coming to terms with it. Hey, that's sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Uh, it it definitely took long enough, considering everything that he's been in, especially after that's that point. the thing too. Like you see all his stuff. It's like I think Jack Nicholson too. I, I, he has been in so many iconic roles. And you're like, he's only got that many Oscars? What? He doesn't have like 10 Oscars? What? I forever love the dynamic that Leo and Kate Winslet have. That like, even though they're both married and have families, whatever. I mean, obviously Leo, you know, once you hit a certain yeah, yeah. age, you're, you're, you're yeah, once no you're 25, longer. you are out. <laughs> but I love just seeing that, like just the time that, Leo and Kate spend together all these years later, just how close they are. And I remember her reaction when he was giving his acceptance speech for his Oscar, because she was really campaigning for it. She was really pushing for him to get one. Like this guy fucking needs it. Give him his Oscar. The man drew me naked for Christ's sakes. Like a French girl. (laughs) How long has it been since he's uh, first nominated? 84 years. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, they split up. That was very high profile. Um, yeah. Yep, they were no longer Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then uh, Amber Heard, uh, the beginning of that whole thing. That, now that right Depp. there, surprise, and ti- timing wise, that you put that in there and I was like, that's not true. It has been. Like that trial was like last year. Like it's been six years yeah. since the accusation. Like, holy shit. When you when you have the back and forth and that much money oh involved. Oh my god, yeah. And then it goes to trial. Yeah. They, they drew that was, thing I'm, out. I'm as, like, no way. No way. No way. They drew that thing out as long as they could possibly do it. <sighs> and then it turns matter. out somebody shit on a fucking pillow. I thought that some human being had actually Dropped a uh, <clears throat> grumpy. <clears throat> the, the, the throat clearing. Uh, I, I watched uh, with Becky. We watched this uh, documentary. It was like a three part documentary about the herd Depp trial. And like 75%. Oh, maybe that's, that's a little too much. Maybe like probably like 40%. I Let's go back. 40% of it is like just clips from different podcasts. Uh, that were just Fucking doing podcasts. They're just doing commentary on on the trial. And I just the whole time just thinking to myself, what have I done in my life? <laughs> why am I not? Why am I not here? Oh, well, because How did I get here. 
Well, because when we were when we were uh, goofing on it, we were only just focusing on uh, the important things like this human fecal matter. <laughs> but, Which is accurate. Yeah, I mean, it impacted his his career, though. Um, oh my God! Yeah, what uh, he he no longer was able to do pirates uh, was uh, number six, right? For yep. uh, pirates. Yep. Which I think everybody was like, "Give him back his pirates." He, I mean, he's been touring with uh he was touring with jeff beck right before jeff beck passed away because i know just probably uh a year ago the two of them performed together at the uh, then new mgm musical next to fenway in boston unlikely pairing too, jeff beck and johnny depp the late jeff beck but um i can I be honest with you not a fan of pirates of the caribbean I was just never at, a fan. Like at all in at, general? At all. The like, films I've seen all, I don't, I don't think I saw, did I see the last one? There's one that I haven't seen and I don't know which one it is, but it just like, my brain just shuts off during those movies and I just don't know what's going on and then I just don't care to try to catch up. And then the actual Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney, you wait in line for three hours for that and it is like the most boring thing in the world well that has nothing to do with johnny depp though and that has nothing to do with johnny depp but it's just like you're thinking about it, I'm like this this is a franchise off this ride like this 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 is worth that much money just wait until you get to avatar world yeah no thanks no that, that, on principle i avoid those <laughs> uh and then in uh current then current events what was big in the news um well, I'll save this one. For, I'll, I'll save the first one for last. <laughs> we'll go right to number two, the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Uh, all right, and now here's a question. Where do we have to that? The Note 20? They still make the notes at all? Have they gone the way of the Dodo? I don't. I You're, you're the Android man. I I, I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, notes. We don't do notes because Sarah's like, I don't want a fucking stylus. I'm like, okay, all right. We're not getting a note. You've been doing the Google Pixels for the last few years, right? Yeah, I'm, I've been doing Pixels since they came out. Uh, she's uh, migrated to the uh, the Galaxies. Okay. So she's on the Galaxy 23 right now. <laughs> well, the sevens were the ones that were exploding. Yeah. I think like one when one exploded on a plane. That's yeah, when, that's when uh, that's when the government was like, you need to fix your shit now. Yeah. And that was Samsung. Despite like Samsung and Apple both like using each other's parts for their competing devices. That was Samsung really trying to like beat Apple in the race, the smartphone race. And mm-hmm. they, they just cut some corners along the way. They specifically the corner that prevents your device from uh, randomly exploding. Why is my pocket getting, oh my God, it's on fire. Uh, speaking of things that were burned to the ground, uh, Gawker.com. <laughs> I think Gawker Media in some form still exists because I know like Gizmodo, it might actually be Gizmodo Media, but yeah, like Gizmodo and Kotaku are, are all still around. But Gawker, I, man, I loved Gawker, especially for this show and for doing show prep. Gawker was amazing. But, of course you fucking loved Gawker. But... Hulk, Hulk Hogan took it down because there was Hulk media brother because he was filmed fucking Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Well, that's 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 their own 
happy, fun times. Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, we were on his uh, radio network for a period of time. I remember that was... Not as long as Hulk Hogan was on his wife. Oh! Oh! But we're, dickery dickery doc. I gave your wife my cock. Oh, we were, we were explicitly told never to talk about that. And I don't think we did enough uh, installments of the show for the network to even get get there. But <laughs> um, that was just a when I look back at missteps with this podcast and things that like uh, for the most part, I look back and I'm like, OK, you know, I, I'm, I'm content with most of the things that have happened since 2009. Joining Bubba's network was like. That that was me just thinking of the name recognition and nothing else, nothing else that comes. Uh, I with could it. agree with that. Um, Bubba, who I think like that that is someone who went from he he was on Howard Stern's channel on Sirius, and then tried to do the Opie and Anthony thing where he got offered because he was doing afternoons on Sirius, and then he was offered to do a morning show on like a rock station in Florida where he was based. So he took that gig and then did both the, the saddle, the FM and the satellite thing at the same time. So basically he was doing, he was doing the morning show and then he would have to go and then do another four hours later on in the day and do the afternoon show. And then he like everything just went downhill from there. And now he is, he's, he's lost all of his money. He no longer has his mansion. I think last I read, he's living with his mother and does DoorDash on the side. And he's on. Holy shit. His morning show is on like a handful of like AM radio stations in Florida. (laughs) Is it on in Yakima? Not yet, but soon. (laughs) When Becky and I were in Florida, I I love the fact that she did this, that she actually like we got in the car one morning and she had she had actually like already set the radio to the station that Bubba is on down there in Orlando. And we listened to him for like a half an hour. And I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. But like he was talking about something that just was like three months irrelevant, maybe more. And was just getting details wrong because it was something that we had talked about on this show. But I'm just yeah, like, he's got, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, dude, get more topical, man. Come on. Broadcasting from New York, Philadelphia, Dallas, Boston, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, West Palm Beach, and Yakima. All right. Not Yakima, but soon. And he uses, uh, Bubba, so he uses the the electro voice re20 which i used to have and now the the road mics that and now everybody is just zoned out but the the, the mics <laughs> that you and i use are, are based off of the the road but this guy or the we're used wow i can talk we use road mics he uses the electro voice now i'm going to take off the, the the muff on this thing because bubba i don't know why he does this i'm talking into the side of it okay i'm talking into the side of the microphone this microphone was not designed to be spoken into like this and yet Bubba for whatever reason talks into the side of the microphone like dude is literally it couldn't be more obvious which part of the microphone you talk into and he, he it is what he does and does his uh, does his production guy not tell him I, apparently it sounds like I mean it sounds like something but I don't know it almost sounds like he's talking into a walkie-talkie. I don't get it. Uh, we've got a bigger one on over. Maybe he'd still, maybe he'd be on some FM stations and probably still be on satellite if he only talked into the microphone correctly. I don't know. I don't even know if my attempts at trying to mimic his his style. That's like uh, Radio 101, man. Right? I don't know. Really, the proper part of the microphone <laughs> talking to it. <laughs> hey, hey, some microphones are... Uh, 
not as obvious as you would think. I, I, some of the ones I've had, and you know this, I had to actually put stickers and labels on it saying, talk here. Yeah, but you figured that out after like, what, one day of like, oh, this doesn't sound right. Right. Wait, why does everything sound off? Oh, I'm talking into the wrong side of the microphone. Hey, why, why am I a uh, syndicated radio personality, but I have to do DoorDash on the side? I don't get it. If only I didn't let Hulk Hogan fuck my wife. Like my wife, please. Uh, and then finally, uh, dicks out for Harambe. Oh my God, dicks out, dicks out. <laughs> and Harambe is still mentioned to this day. Well, yeah, do, Harambe forever. But do people in now? Obviously, since the Me Too thing happened, do people still take their dicks out for Harambe? Um, I believe so. Okay, I I don't know. I've never taken my dick out for Harambe. Well. I don't know if that's a thing you're it, supposed to it, do in like public it or okay. it shows. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure exactly how the dicks out for Harambe thing worked, but yeah. Uh, Harambe. If you just, have to, if you have to ask what, what was the thing? Like he had just turned 17 and didn't he like grab a child at the Cincinnati zoo, but he just turned 17. That's <laughs> like, he was an 18 year old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is some statutory rape thing. He was one week away from gorilla. retirement. Like, he's a fucking gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it, it wasn't like he grabbed a, a kid and it, he wasn't doing like menacingly, he was doing it like uh, he. Well, yeah, there was a kid that like a three year old climbed into the enclosure and he was dr- getting dragged around by Harambe, and so they ended up killing him. Harambe was probably just like, "You are my child now. I carry you around like a child." Yeah, and so, yeah, and so they're like, mm. Cincinnati Zoo, isn't that uh, what Jack Hanna started? Or is that Ooh, Cleveland? Um, I think Cleveland. Okay. That poor guy, Jack Hanna, I watched a, a, a thing about him recently because he's... Colu- no, Columbus Zoo. Columbus, okay, thank you. It's all, it's all the same. It's all... They're all zoos. Yeah, it's all... It's, uh, Ohio's just a whole... Ohio's forgettable. Yeah. Not go to a good zoo, man. Go to San Diego. San Diego's got the best zoo. With the safari park, too, outside of the city. They also have a great uh, aquarium and and uh, rehabilitation rehabilitation center. Uh, it's voiced by uh, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> okay. And then, finally, the host of The Apprentice won the presidential election. Yeah! We all thought it was a joke. Then election night came around. Yep. And that. uh, Yep. Never had regular, uh, regular blood pressure since then. Yesterday is a hard word for me. But it may. Knowing our luck, it might be our reality again next year. We just got to got to be careful. Got to see what happens. Well, um, as he was a former president, I'm not allowed to say th- certain things on air. <laughs> you said um, some. You said some things. I don't know if you said them on air at the time, but definitely like right after he got elected, maybe like six months after he got elected, you were calling like, things like, out that have ultimately come to fruition. Uh, really? Is is there a way for you to dig through that audio and find that? And be like, I fucking told you. Yeah, not not not. You obviously weren't calling out the things that he is going to trial for, but you were right about like the just the the special counsel investigations, the fact that things would be looked into. Like you you, you were making these calls 
then they happen. It just like, who would have known in 2016 in 2017 that he'd be going on trial for storing confidential documents in his bathroom or, or paying hush money to a porn star or trying to fucking overthrow the government. Uh, <laughs> fuck and overthrow the government or fucking overthrow. The, I, I'm not sure which way we're going with that one, but uh, interchangeable. either, either way works. Yeah. Interchangeable Trump tower. This is Donald. Well, we could deep fry the hell out of chicken. I could tell you that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, let's regroup when we come back. We'll wrap up 2016, uh, by going over the music, the motion pictures, uh, the television and the video games, the media side of things. Mm, Jack's favorite part. Okay. We will be back. You are listening to hardly focused. Hardly Focused is all over the social medias. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, that thing that used to be Twitter, TikTok, MySpace, Google+, LiveJournal, Friendster, and more. Learn more at hardlyfocused.com slash subscribe. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. On February 12th, 1981, the Canadian band Rush released their seminal album, Moving Pictures. Speaking of moving pictures, Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on YouTube. Watch us talk at each other and subscribe to our channel at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Seven females at a Rush concert. Must be some kind of a world record. This podcast contains explicit content. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? You are listening to Hardly Focused. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. You ever seen a grown man naked? Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. focused we are celebrating 600 episodes of this podcast this is the second part of our 600th episode jack gill mike Torara. you can find us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app we are on youtube and we're also on the tiktok which i have talks of tick which i have begrudgingly joined and set up for this this show i i've been very much anti uh, TikTok, because Jack is not a rush a, a Chinese state officer spy. He doesn't want to do that stuff for Shangqing P or whatever his name is. <laughs> not name, not damn communist. But they're full blooded American. But it's what the kids are into, and uh, some of our uh, things that we've posted have already been getting traction. So uh, enjoy that. We are at Focused Hardly on TikTok. TikTok, you don't stop. In the year 2016, there was some cromulent music that came out. (laughs) Cromulent. Uh, Beyonce. We talked about Beyonce in 2006. Uh, Not only did she continue to be relevant, but 2006, she had a, a big hit then. And in 2016, she had Lemonade. Oh my God, lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. Which sparked uh, one of my favorite uh, quips, Becky with the good hair. Uh-huh. And that was not having anything to do with my own Becky. I just I just thought that was like just such a, a great dig. Oh yeah, subtle. 
she's with good hair. She is uh she's unstoppable, man. Beyonce. She's gonna go down in history. She is Queen B. She's she's gonna like as as one of the greats, like up there with like Elvis, the Stones. Like she's gonna be like high, high up on the that pedestal. She'll be top ten. She'll be top ten female artists. Uh, if she can keep if she can keep the momentum up. Yeah. Yeah. She um she was one of the not I don't know if like pioneer is the right term because artists were doing it well before her, but mm-hmm. wasn't it was Lemonade the album that surprise released? Like it just kind of it just appeared. Cause she did one like around that time she did an album that it was it was like a midnight release and just like surprise, I recorded an album. Here it is. Because I don't know. Because that's that's what musicians like Taylor Swift are, are doing now, just out of nowhere. Well, I thought Taylor Swift was just re-recording all her shit. Well, uh, in between re-recording music <laughs> and trying to set records for how many uh, al- uh, albums and whatnot are coming out in a single span of time. I mean, uh, folklore just appeared with with only like a couple hours notice. Like She was just like, hey, guess what? I recorded an album because I was bored in quarantine. Comes out at midnight. Enjoy. Boys suck. I'm gonna look it up now. Beyonce surprise, Beyonce surprise album. Oh, okay, December thirteenth, twenty thirteen. There you go. Her self titled, her self titled album. Uh, but according to MTV, quote, also marked a day that changed the way we think about albums in terms of their promotion, marketing, and visual elements. Oh, because it just appeared out of thin air. Uh, uh, a band called Blink-182 released... Uh, <laughs> Who? They released a song in 2016, and it sounded like this. <laughs> that was their uh, the year they had their comeback with Bored to Death. The album California, that was the first of two albums that had Matt Skiba in place of Tom DeLong. And uh, Tom has since rejoined the band. Where are you? Uh, new Blink album coming very, very soon. They're teasing it. They're, they're on social media. It's weeks away. It's finally coming. Uh, but uh, Bored to Death was their first number one in, in, in uh, many, many years. And it is still, uh, uh, it still plays on the radio. When I saw them uh, a few months ago with, with Tom in the band, Tom was, they performed it with Tom, which was nice. I, I love it when bands have the catalog of songs that they recorded with a different uh, singer and they'll, they'll, and then, you know, the lineup changes happen and they, they, t- they will still recognize it and touch it and play it. So, um, yeah, it wasn't uh, I? I am I'm a, a Matt Skiba apologist. It's it's just like it's I'd argue it's this generation's Dave versus Sammy. Wow. I mean, I'll say that uh, Tom is obviously like he is blank, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth Matt because I really liked the work that they did with Matt. But I'm also I'm also I'm a Sammy guy. And Van Halen three wasn't all that bad. It's called Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Drake put out the album Views. Uh, I I have been talking about Pluto TV because I dumped my cable and I'm in awe that such a service exists now that I don't have to pay a cent for it. And they have a Degrassi channel, just 24 hours of Degrassi. And uh, a young Drake was on Degrassi, the next generation, playing a paralyzed uh, former basketball prodigy. And then he became Drake. And then he became Canadian. Uh, the... Artist formerly known as Kanye West released The Life of Pablo, which has one of my favorite album covers ever. And there are uh, album generators out there, album art generators based on Life of Pablo. I think we, we, we've used them in the past for this show. I'm pretty sure the cover art for this episode will be The Life of Pablo. It only makes sense. And then in the... Uh, Introduction piece I did for this uh, this trip back in time. I featured quite a bit of this song "Closer" by the Chainsmokers, featuring Halsey, where she mentioned ah, Halsey, where she mentions Blink One Eighty Two, that Blink One Eighty Two song that they beat to death in Tucson. <laughs> where are you? It was that song. It was "I Miss You," the one that she was referring to. Um. Chainsmokers, not, not, they're not bad. I, I, I've enjoyed almost every Chainsmokers song I've, I've heard. They're, they're one of those groups that like, they're quietly successful. They're quietly successful, but they can't just do anything on their own. Every song has to have like a, a, a guest. Shtick. Yeah. It's like a guest collaboration. Um, I think probably one of the more annoying ones that they did was the, the song they did with Coldplay, which was the one that followed closer. It wasn't a bad song. It was just, it wasn't great. Why does it exist? It doesn't need to exist. But they've done, like, they did a song with Blank. It was fantastic. Um, Halsey, too. I, this is why I respect Halsey, because she is a, she is a uh, big fan of the band Brand New, whom I love. Mm-hmm. And Brand New, their, their front man was uh, very unfortunately me too in the height of that whole thing. Uh, but for a female artist well after the fact to come out and publicly talk about how much she loves the band and plug their music and uh, do that. I mean, that's what we need. I mean, uh, I personally, Fanna Halsey, thank you to uh, her going, reaching out to Trent Reznor going, I'd like to make an album with you. Dude, that album is so good. Mm-hmm. And there are some songs on there. Halsey has this weird thing. I've, every time I listen to Halsey, it's always when I'm in California. Because <laughs> I remember I was in, uh, I was in Orange County at this giant outdoor shopping mall called Fashion Island. And I was just walking around, just killing time. And I was listening to that new Halsey album because it came out that day. And I remember just messaging you. I'm like, it's Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Is it just Nine Inch Nine Nails? Inch, Nine Inch Nails with a female singer. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good album. We, we need more of that. We need more Trent and Atticus collaborations. Well, I think we're getting, what, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Hell... <laughs> Isn't it? It's it's it just kind of insane that that's where we're at now with Trent Reznor. That he's the soundtrack guy. Yep. And that he's a fan of. Um, didn't he like come out and he said like like something his daughter was listening to that was totally not something you'd ever expect Trent to be a fan of, and it like reduced him to tears. It wasn't like uh, Olivia Rodrigo. It was someone in that vein. Oh, uh, Dua Lipa. Oh, okay. Interesting. Dua Lipa. Yeah, here at Dua Lipa, and I guess it just like. 
it was like the greatest thing he's ever heard. And side note, if you're not familiar with Dua Lipa, that is her actual name. It's not some bullshit stage name. Yeah. She hated her name for the longest time. And she goes, I guess I'm going to go with my name for when I'm famous. I guess it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, films that came out in 2016, Captain America, Civil War. Uh, Wad- Good film. Saw that in the theater right after I moved into this house. Oh, that was the uh, first appearance of Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was very important, very important uh, development for the franchise. I, I would, I would argue. Mission Report, December 16, nineteen ninety-one. I would argue that's uh, the turning point for the MCU when we really things really got kicked into gear. When it wasn't just that's the, when you really started caring, and all of that brought up the reason you were crying in a theater. Yes. <laughs> With Infinity War. Oh my God! Yeah, that was I think one of the first times too. I mean, Marvel obviously brought the post-credit scene to oh my to, God, to, yeah. to be big, but now they did the post-credit scene for the trailer, the first trailer, because the post-credit like the, everything you think the trailer's over, and then there's Spider-Man. I remember we were sitting, we were doing the the house inspection here. <laughs> and I was watching the trailer because we we're just like we're just sitting in the kitchen doing nothing. So I'm watching the trailer, and Kate's getting pissed at me because I'm like, she wanted me to just sit there in silence and do nothing while our house is being inspected, while people are off doing whatever. And I'm like, fuck you! I'm gonna watch the Civil War trailer because it just came out. Uh, Mike, you also bought your house in 2016, right? Uh no, I bought it in 2015. I got married in 2016. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. See, I did both in 2016. Ah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we both got married, and you you're, you're obviously the more successful one in that endeavor. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, sucks to be you, buddy. All right. The end of uh, 2016, we had Rogue One, which I the, the hill I will die on, saying that's the best Star Wars film, the best of the franchise. Hands down, the greatest Star Wars film, and I will take that to my grave. I don't care. People, people. Oh man, you want to, you want to, you want to spark some arguments when people talk about I mean, what they think the best I, Star Wars film is? No, it's, it's Rogue One. I mean, there, there's legitimate arguments there, um, so I can't fault you for that. It's not one of those unpopular opinion. Like unpopular opinion is saying that uh, Solo is the best. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Or, or, you know, rise of Skywalker. Okay. One of those. All right. Like, but if you're arguing that and, you know, either a new hope because it's the original or, you know, empire strikes back because, oh my God, that is one of the only sequels that ever outclasses the original Terminator two Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Terminator two. It, yeah. Godfather two. Yep. Like, there's, there's very few that can say that. And that's, and that's the only argument you can, you can go against. You're, okay, do you have the um, perfect sequel or do you have this new thing that came up 30 years later, which explains why Andor is so good. I got to watch Andor. I got to, I just got to like sign so, up for like, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? I just got to sign up for a month of Disney Plus Jesus and just watch Christ. it. Jesus Christ. Hurry the fuck up. I've fallen behind on the, uh, the Star oh, Wars spinoffs. Have you watched uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka? Ahsoka. I've not watched it yet because I... I'm holding out only because I want to get somebody's full season opinion as to whether or not I need to go and watch certain Clone Wars things before I watch it. Okay. That's the only thing because I haven't watched any of the Clone Wars. 
So I'm like, all right, do I need to, or is it something I can just jump in? And I want somebody to legit be like, hey, huge fan. And oh my God, if you haven't watched this, you're going to miss a ton of shit. Or you know what? The stuff you're going to miss, you're not going to miss anyway. Uh, I am hesitant to watch it mainly because I can't pronounce her name. I can't. I just, I just tried. <laughs> Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka. Just p- pretend that first H doesn't exist. It's not. A, a sh- yeah. It's Ahsoka. Okay. They are looking at me like Rosario. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Rosario. <laughs> like, I'm confused it's, as to how you can't say her name. You're, you're probably thinking like, like Jack, uh, like I know you can't pronounce names, but come on. Dawson. Dawson. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Rogue One, absolutely fantastic. Um, see my, my other thing, and I'll, I'll keep this quick, but it was the first spinoff film and for, for Star Wars. And then they like, obviously it did very well and it was mm-hmm. very well received. So then they tried to do a whole thing with spinoff films. And then the next spinoff it, film was solo. And that was yeah. just, well, uh, that they, 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 they just shoehorned it and they just fucked it up. So, but now we have the spinoff shows, which I don't know if that's necessarily any better because instead of getting like a single, what, like hour and a half, two hour long film about, you know, a a specific character or like a follow up on something. Now we have like 10 hours of content minimum that now we need to sift through. Which there's, there's always the, you know, is it a good, is it bad? But you know, for every bad one, you get an Andor in there, you know? So I'll take it. Yep. I will take it. I should watch Andor because I love Rogue One. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know me. why you fucking haven't. Just I gotta watch for a month or get like get the Hulu bundle or whatever the fuck it is for like eight. Bucks. See, I I'm I I'm not touching my Hulu because I have a deal they don't offer anymore where you got Spotify as part oh, of the bundle, okay. and I pay actually less for Hulu because of it. They've jacked the price up, and I'm grandfathered into a cheaper oh. price. So I can't don't touch it. I am yeah. not touching right. it. Uh, okay. Uh, Batman V Superman came out in 2016. <laughs> I almost lost my job because I fucking was just openly bad mouthing it on, <laughs> on the show and on social media. I didn't almost lose my job. I got, I got, uh, reprimanded. I was, I was told very sternly to not disparage a product that was made by a company that I worked for. Cause I worked for WB and I, they put out a movie that was really shitty. And I was very open about it. I was telling people it's a shitty movie. I'm telling you exactly what the critics are saying. Exactly what everybody I know who's seen this movie is saying. That it's a shitty film. Like, I'm not doing the fucking corporate dick sucking. Like, yo, you work, you work for them, so you got you to be positive. I know I don't. If it sucks, I'm going to tell people it sucks. If it involves an in-universe issue with Zack Snyder, it's going to suck. Uh, why'd you say that name? <laughs> Save Martha. What the God, Get out of here with that. Um, oh, and then uh, speaking of uh, bad films, uh, I guess uh, objectively bad films, Lady Ghostbusters, which I think people are trying to forget exists. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like pushing that out like Rocky Five. They're kind of pushing it to the side. Because well, all like individual yeah. parts of that movie aren't bad at all it's just the overall that was lacking do you think the casting was an issue i think maybe they forced some stuff in there a little bit um i think the storyline itself too could have been 
a little bit more. The, the problem is you're trying to reboot almost identical, but not identical to the original. And and you're, you're, you're trying to like, the problem is it's, you're trying to shoehorn stuff in there and, and the shoehorning kind of fucked it a little bit. Okay. I think if they were given maybe more free range, it'd be like, all right, similar concept or just, Hey, it's a completely different universe, you know, start from scratch. Yeah. I, it just seemed like it was trying to do both at the same time. I would argue, I, I like the argument of the different universe because the original cast, surviving cast, shows up, but they're all playing different characters. Yes. Uh, did you see Afterlife? I have not yet. I believe, I was waiting for it to hit a free streaming. Okay. And I believe it finally has. Yep. And then there's, I think, a follow-up to Afterlife that will be coming at some point. I mean, everything's TBD Yes, now. yes. That one actually is getting a second one yeah yeah i I believe it's i I think hulu now has it on on its uh, streaming okay speaking of hulu mr spotify uh television and yeah speaking of streaming services in general uh talked about fuller house earlier but yeah that premiered in 2016 uh first season absolute garbage but surprisingly the uh first season of uh, full house was not well received and some hey you know what first season of uh Breaking Bad, some people are like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. Well, first season right? of Better Call Saul is fucking boring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like you gotta take take you know, take a little bit, take a little bit. Yep. So um Fuller House though, I mean I, I watched every episode of that. It it did improve over time. It, the ending was a, a little kind of it, it didn't stick the landing at all for its end, but I'm just happy we got Danny Tanner when we did. I'm just happy we got invited. I'm just ha- I I'm disappointed that we didn't get uh, Michelle even if they got like Elizabeth Olsen the player instead of the the twins. Um but I mean let's let's be honest uh Elizabeth Olsen is now the better Olsen. Uh, absolutely. For for real though, for real. Uh a very very good show premiered in 2016 on Netflix, Stranger Things. Do, 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 do. Um, I see I've, I've, I've watched every episode of stranger things. I'm excited for the final season. It was just recently announced that Linda Hamilton will be in the final season. What? But I also, I, I mean, after nothing, that, that, that broke David Harbor right there. It did. Like he oh, is fucking launched into the stratosphere. I mean, all the kids on that show too are, oh, are yeah. absolutely massive now. Um, that first season is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it would have been great if they just did one season. Oh, it would have been so great. <laughs> and they did and they did more than one season for other shows they canceled early. Yeah, I know. Like even though the, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Like the last every season I've watched like season two was sort of like, okay, we don't need this, but I'm like, okay, curious just about like oh, mm-hmm. you know what the follow up is. But now like the kids like everyone's an adult now. And now we have all the adults that are playing high schoolers. And, and that, that's the only tough part with teenagers it's tough to not have them age too quickly and yeah. you've got to wait years and years for production yeah so i'm, I'm glad besides that-, that obvious thing i appreciate it i mean not for nothing hellfire club hell yeah hey the merchandising the marketing eddie that was great that li- I see wake up that i don't like this th- that season was like there were a lot of things about it I didn't like, but there were a lot of memorable things that happened. 
like everything with Eddie, for example. Like I do, I I find myself screaming, "This is music." <laughs> but like Eleven doing the whole, like, not like dream sequence thing, but where she keeps revisiting her her time in the facility, like that. That that went on way too long. Anyway, uh, first season though, fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, Westworld premiered in 2016. And that right there, when you're talking about first season, that is top five first season of any show ever. Yep. I'm not going to say number one. Now, that would be unpopular opinion right there. That'd be like, that's Argument <laughs> City right there. Top five. And secondarily, the Westworld music. Yes. Was it uh, Roman Jawadi? Is that his name? How do you say it? Sure. Let's go with that. But like the old timey versions of modern music. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to that while I'm working. I'll just throw that on. Reminds me of when Bioshock Infinite came out. And just because of the because, um, it you know, it takes place in like the early 1900s. But there's mm-hmm. like different uh, universes, time travel, like, whatever. You're, like you're hearing ragtime versions of modern songs. Yes. Oh, like one of the first scenes in that game. And it goes down for me is like one of the best in video game history is when you uh, see the barbershop quartet performing uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. It's like, but it's 1910. This song doesn't exist. But Westworld did it great, especially with... uh, Oh my God, so many... And and then there's more of the obscure songs too that you weren't expecting. Like, okay, you know, you you heard Rolling Stones, you're like, okay, I clearly know that's Rolling Stones, but you're like in the background, like, oh, first first three notes, it's like that's Nine Inch Nails. Sarah's, so what the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, I know better than to question you on that one. <laughs> and then Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. I, I mean, and then there's there's Radiohead in there. Like that's the thing. Like it. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the film Westworld from the 70s? No, I've never watched. uh, That was like 1973, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, there's there's Westworld and then there's Future World. Mm -hmm. And then there was a very short lived Westworld series. That I think it's only like six episodes, but the original Westworld, I mean, that's Michael Crichton. Oh, my God. Yeah, he wrote it. He directed it. It was one of the it was a rare uh, directing jaunt for him but uh it's basically jurassic park but with robots like the, the <laughs> plot is almost identical um hey once hey once you've got a formula man and it works yeah at it yeah but uh i did not watch the final season i've heard the final season's very good uh westworld yeah i was planning on doing it and then uh hbo max was like ha 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 fuck you we're pulling all this shit and i was like oh you guys suck. oh that's right yeah so yeah so i didn't have a chance to binge what's it on now it's on like it's on I think it is it freebie uh or something else it's like one of those like ad supported platforms 
Uh, the second season of Westworld lost me. The third season I liked better just because it was different. True. I like the second season. The third season was when I was kind of like, uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. And then I kind of lost, lost it a little bit. And then I couldn't pick it up in time for it not to be. I liked that Aaron Paul's getting work. That's the most <laughs> important thing. He's not just, yeah, bitch. he's not just typecast as Jesse Pinkman. Uh, and then finally, uh, television, uh, the show This Is Us on NBC, which uh, did you tell me that Sarah watched it? This Is Us? I don't think she watched This Is Us. Okay. Um, major character from that show, the actor, just passed away uh, about a week ago, Ron Cephas Jones. Um, yes. This Is Us, though, had uh, that first episode, like the twist at the end of it that sets up the premise of the whole show, because they like, they, they, kind of they keep things under wraps all the way up to the very end and then this twist happens and they were they were very good about kind of doing the like last second twist at the end of most episodes but then that first episode that like that got me hooked and then it was one of those shows where i dropped off of it for a while no we uh she picked up a million little things instead of that one okay yeah this is it, it was good i liked it 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 i think it went on maybe a season two long but the ending Some, was very yeah, good. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that just happens. You're like, uh, could have stopped it a little bit earlier. A little bit earlier. Just like this podcast. Oh, <laughs> 2010. What are you doing? 2010. What are you talking about? 2009 is when we started. <laughs> I know, but we should have stopped Whoa. in 2010. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking uh, speaking of uh, the Good Place, started in 2016. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and they and they ended perfectly because they did the four season run. And they were like, no, 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 no. End of four seasons. You you purchased the fifth season. We're just taking the money and telling you to go screw, which is perfect. Because they knew. They're like, no, no. Do, do you we're feel, not money grubbing whores. This is not NCIS 18th season here. Do you speak? Do you feel that Ted Danson just plays the same role in everything that he's in? Yes, but I feel like that's what they pay him for. Like, especially in the last, like, 10 years, 15 years, like, between Good Place and CSI everything he's been in just because he's like, he, I mean, he just perpetually looks the same in every role. Like his, just his, his hairstyle and the glasses and the clothes that he wears. And it's just like, he could, could, you, you buy the Ted Danson package and that's what you get. Yeah. They could just, they could just like, they could give him the munch treatment and just transfer him between different shows and have him play the same character. (laughs) Um, That works. We'll close this out with video games. Uh, the According to Metacritic, the top video games of 2016, uh, number one, Uncharted 4. Uh, Which is the best Uncharted? I would argue yes. And it's, there. there's a... Uh, well, not, not unpopular opinion. There's a spinoff uh, that I have yet to play, um, but... Uh, I think that's it for Uncharted. I don't think we're getting anything else after that. Uh, so Uncharted 4, when they were showing it off at like E3 or something, mm-hmm. the there's the scene that they were showing off, it was uh, in a like a very heavily populated area of the game. And it was partially to just show off like uh, the what the PlayStation 4 can do, even though it'd been out for a few years at that point, just like really pushing the system to its limits. And the controller disconnected in the middle of the demonstration. And they couldn't get it to reconnect. And it's not like, and there was nothing happening that like would have been super embarrassing. Like there wasn't like a, you know, 
gunfire or anything. It was literally just walking through a crowd, but it was just comical that the controller would disconnect during a presentation streamed across the world. So in the final product in that area, when you get to it, if you just don't do anything for like 30 seconds, you get a PlayStation trophy. <laughs> and it's something about like being like idle for 30 seconds and it's poking fun at the, the controller mishap during the presentation. Um, also, there's a scene in that game where uh, Nathan challenges uh, What's-Her-Face, his, his wife, to... Um, it, it's like, oh, who's, who's going to do the dishes tonight? Oh, well, if you, you can beat this level of Crash Bandicoot, then I'll do the dishes. And they programmed the first level of the original Crash Bandicoot into the game, and they like reprogrammed it from the ground up. Damn. And uh, I fucking loved it. I love that part. That was a really good game. I mean, Naughty Dog is... is um, so not, they're synonymous with success now. I mean, we've talked about it a million times with The Last of Us, the PC port, unfortunately, aside. If it goes on sale, Mike, get it. Suffer through the issues. I think it's better now than it was when it launched, but like, you do need to experience the game. Okay, all right. Um, I was holding out for it to be completely fixed. It seems like it's, it's better. It's going to be better, but not, not perfect. Yeah. It's better. Um. But uh, yeah, Uncharted Four was 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 very very good. Uh, Firewatch was a game by an indie studio called Campo Santo, which after after Firewatch came out, the uh, Campo Santo was acquired by Valve, and the game that they were working on is to follow up to Firewatch because they were acquired by Valve. Uh, that game is never coming out. Oh. Once you get acquired by Valve, you are uh, you are stuck working on nothing because they don't release anything you're stuck now working on dota and uh that's it what are we talking about i thought half-life 3 was coming out this year yeah oh yeah sure (laughs) whatever you say (laughs) but firewatch was a surprise hit from an indie developer and that game i think has like one of the best narratives ever so it's pretty much a walking simulator Mm-hmm. Mike, you could you could crack it out in a weekend. Um, it's a very short game, but the narrative it, it's in my opinion it's a narrative that will suck you in, and you'll get emotionally invested with it. And like, I don't want to like spoil the end of it, but when I was done with it, I I've had like an existential crisis. And it's one of those games I don't think I'll ever, ever play again because it's just like, I don't want to, I just, I don't want to revisit that. <laughs> I don't want to revisit how I felt after I finished it. So I, when I think back to like greatest games I've ever played ever, Firewatch is on that list. It's a few notches down from like The Last of Us, but it's a very good game. Uh, unrelated, Overwatch. <laughs> by Blizzard, which started off as an MMO called Titan. Overwatch, very good game until last year when Overwatch 2 came out. Mm-hmm. And now it's just garbage. And I refuse to play it on principle. <laughs> I stopped playing it when Bobby Kotex got me tooed and Blizzard was just destroying themselves from a PR standpoint. 
Um, but then the the sequel, which is just, it's one of those things where the sequel replaced the main game, so there's no way to play the original Overwatch. Like, if you play it now, you're playing Overwatch 2, and I've just heard so many negative things about it, and it it's going down in, in the history books is something that was really good for a long period of time that someone just decided at some point, let's just fuck this thing up because it's doing so well. So uh, it's, it's not on, broken. Let's fix it. It just launched on Steam as a Hail Mary move to get people to play it because the, uh, the player count had dropped off so severely. It was, it was a, a rare instance of uh, Blizzard allowing one of their games to be on Steam. Um, that says something, doesn't it? Well, it's free to play too, but it's, yeah. you know, how the free to play games are. It's just packed to the brim with microtransactions. Uh, it's just not an EA game. Blizzard and EA at this point, man, they're going, they're going hand in hand. They really are. It's Blizzard, EA, uh, Activision. They're just the, these names that once meant something are now just, they're jokes. They're just jokes. Am I a joke to you? Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. Um, Stardew Valley. If you're, your kids, when, when you, you, find there of appropriate age to get into video games uh mm-hmm. stardew valley it's it's um it's like the indie game version of harvest moon it's it's just like it's a farming life simulator but it's uh regarded as one of the best ever made and it's in the old like 16-bit retro style I've played it. I like it. I couldn't get into it as much as some people I know, but there are people that like will swear by it and say it's the greatest thing they've ever played. Uh, Rocket League, which I'm surprisingly good at. I'm very good at Rocket League. I don't know why. I don't know how. But that game has also made me break a controller, so. (laughs) They have like, so eSports has really taken off in the last few years. And I mean, even like listening to the sports hub, they do like esports updates and they talk about like the Boston Overwatch League and the Boston Rocket League team. Oh, wow. Yeah. They don't fuck around there. I mean, not for nothing. It's money now. It's money making. Yeah. Like people recognize it as as a like like a legit sport to the point where the, the, the sports radio stations talking about it. Mm hmm. Uh, finally, Pokemon Go. Oh my, that that hit hard. Twenty sixteen. Yep. yep. I uh, definitely. I played a good share of it, but my phone at the time just couldn't run the game well. So oh, wow. eventually, I just stopped because I couldn't play. I literally couldn't play it. And then the uh, once I had gotten a better phone, the craze had died down. But I remember sitting when I was working at WB. We actually had a Slack channel created for Pokemon Go. And like one day, some like super rare, I think it was like a Charizard or something, spawned in our parking lot. Oh my God. And just the um, the wave of people that ran outside, that just got up from their desks, that left meetings that were in progress to go outside to try to catch this goddamn thing. And then you're sitting there going, oh, I caught it. My coworkers and I, we because I, I was working the night shift, we would actually like a group of us would go outside and walk down the street because uh, there was a stop sign that was a poker center. <laughs> so that that was <laughs> we had to, we had to do our like twice nightly jaunt to the poker Pokemon Center to the stop sign. 
Uh, but that was, I mean, it got people out of the house. Remember, there's just like, obviously oh, everyone's yeah. just staring at their phones, but just like, just the, uh, that was the perfect yeah, game. These for, kids are on their phones all day. They need to get out of the house. All right, I'm out of the house. And also not on your phones. That was the perfect game. Like the perfect concept. Kate and I went to a pub where they had a, a sign out front that just said, we are a, Poke, a Pokemon center. Damn. Because the, um, if they, it would just like, at ran- places at random would be marked as, as poke centers and it would help with businesses. Like if a business was marked as a Pokemon center, they, they were using it to their advantage. It, there were some instances where, because it was, they were randomly placed locations. I seem to recall, I think like Arlington national cemetery was a Pokemon center. And it was it's cause one of those it, is the, the system recognized like places of interest. Yeah. And it didn't recognize that it was like a natural cemetery. You're like, oh, hey, guys, the 9-11 museum might not be the best place for this. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> the Flight 93 Memorial, probably not the best place. <laughs> the Grassy Knoll. The remnants the of the, the remnants of the Murrah building. Uh, Sandy Hook. Nah, not the right places of interest. Uh, and then that company Niantic has tried to do other games in that vein that have just not done well at all. Yeah, is it, it, it? It's like a one trick pony. It, it's Pokemon. It makes perfect sense with Pokemon, and it's still big to this day. But trying to do with anything else just doesn't make sense. No. Uh, so there you go. The top uh, video games of 2016. That's the top everything of 2016, at least according to us. Uh, <laughs> Mike, can you think of anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, and if I, I, I mean, not at least nationally, we already talked about my wedding, so that's cool. Sure. Yeah. No, we, we, we got married to each other in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I, I divorced, but you're still married. I don't know how that works. Cause again, remember we got married to each other. Uh, that's true. And it's because you suck at things. <laughs> Cause I, I just can't do anything right. Uh, jumping back to current times before we wrap, I, I saw this just before we started recording tonight. Um, all of the late night hosts, because they, uh, can't do their shows right now because of the strikes yes. and they're finding, obviously they got to find a way to, to, to pay their staff that this would have never happened in the nineties. All of the late night hosts have started a podcast. All of them. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. I think Colbert is the one who's the ringleader. John Oliver and Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to find the name of it. Um, uh, no, no, no. James Gordon. No, James. Gordon. He's, he's already out of uh, he's out of late <laughs> night. So and they did. So they all got together on his last episode. All of them. I don't think Oliver was there, but um the Jimmy's and Seth all showed up to, to see James off. And I think with that there, he, he, he's dead to them. James has gone back to England where, oh, yeah. yeah, where to, to his village in England. Um, I think it's called, is it called strike force? Uh, something five, right? Strike force five. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back in the nineties, back when it was Letterman and Leno, Late night wars. They they, they loathe each, each other. other. Yeah. I mean, arguably. Well, there's uh, a reason there was bad blood, too. So, yeah. I mean, Leno yeah, was seen Joe as. And- yeah. I mean, he was seen as the, <laughs> he was seen as the, the bad guy with Dave. The interloper. 
and then you've seen his back out with Conan. So none of them would 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 be caught dead in a room together now. Uh, even they, they did that Super Bowl commercial with Leno and Letterman, where the whole point of the joke was, or the whole point of the commercial was the joke that they don't like each other. Sitting opposite sides of uh, Oprah. Uh, I feel like I cut you off just now. No, it just Strike Force Five. It just sounds exactly like a, uh, a superhero group. Yep. Strike Force Five. I, I am going to be that jerk that does point out the lack of diversity seeing just like a screen cap of their Zoom meeting when yep, it's yep. just. Hey, this is our guy. Oh, wow. Five middle aged white guys. Yep. I mean, I'm, I, we, we do need a woman in late night. I know we've had them. But we mm-hmm. need a, another woman in late night. And we do need another person of color in late night because right now we don't have any. I mean, Samantha B's out. Um, Trevor Noah's out. Yep. Uh, Lily Singh is is out. There's there's uh, Jesus and Miro are done. Um, yeah, it's just all it's all the white guys now. We, we, just got, get Aquafina up there then. She'd be good. I think she'd be really good. There you go. I like her voice. Yeah. She's got a very Sarah, unique. Sarah does not like her voice. Oh, people hate her voice. I, yeah. I, I just like her voice. I, I don't know what it is. I, it's there's something about it. But it's because you got an Asian fetish. Just, just admit it. I like her. Noah, <laughs> Noah Lum. She cool. She cool. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Strike Force Five. Um, and with Strike Force Five. And with that, right, if they can get Conan, if they can do like some sort of like cross thing with Conan's podcast. That'd be great. Strike Force Six. <laughs> Conan's show has been doing great. I mean, the fact that he like ended his late night show to primarily focus on his podcast. Like, I'm glad he's 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 found that. And I still love when Paul Rudd was on Conan O'Brien. He's a friend <laughs> and pulled out the fucking Mac and me clip and was able to do it to him. And yeah. Conan was so mad. He was legitimately mad. I can't tell on late night and on the tonight show if uh, Conan was just playing a bit in like pretending to be mad at Paul Rudd. Uh, but when he did it on his podcast, he was legitimately angry because mm-hmm. he's like, how do you do this? It's a podcast. <laughs> and it's just it's such recognizable audio too from Mac and me. Oh my god! That he yes. was that he was able to pull it off. Just hearing that, Daddy, no! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, all right, well that's it. Six hundred episodes of hardly focused, formally talk radio meltdown. Mike, you've been here for almost all six hundred of them, so thank you. Yeah, I believe I started on episode twenty-two. Yeah, very early on, late yeah. two thousand nine. Uh, uh, you know, Ack made this crack last night that uh, we have 600 more coming. And you know what? There's going to be 600 more episodes. All right. There will be. And we'll, we'll still be doing this when we're all old and decrepit. <laughs> Do you remember? 97 more years. Do you remember in 2023? How'd they focus forever? 2023, what a year. <laughs> Do you remember when all those white men on the late night shows had a podcast? It was called, uh, 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 okay. Very good. Mike, thank you for being here. Absolutely. For us of you, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for 600 episodes. We hope uh, you will continue to join us for the ride. Uh, And don't forget on your favorite podcast app. If you like what you hear, leave us a nice review. If you could. 
please and thank and you. If you don't like what you hear, leave us a nice review anyway. Any yes. Okay. Thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next time. See you bye. Goodbye. may not have happened. This has been a presentation of the Solid Listen Podcast Network.